Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. Is everyone doing okay? Is everyone all right out there? Are we going to make it? Oh, my gosh. The world is crumbling beneath us. Well, look, I'm not going to try to get too serious on this podcast. Uh, you got uh, you got CNN and Fox News for that. I am uh, the temperament. By the way, I'm sweating. I'm in my this. But hello, hi everyone. Oh, what's that noise? Little feedback we got there. This is your host with the most hair, Dave Neal. How's everyone doing today? Most of you, this won't be your first uh, episode listening to me, so I don't want to get into the backstory of what we're doing. Uh, but I love to do different variations of the podcast. We do interviews with comedians, uh, dating gurus, things like that. My girlfriend, Tasha. Uh, we grill each other with what's going on in our lives. And we do solo episodes. And by we, I mean me. We are a full uh, service team here, Dave Neal. A full service team. Uh, I like to ramble. And uh, please let me be uh, sitting shotgun in your proverbial ride to work. Let's talk about life. And where do we leave off? Last episode... By the way, leave me some feedback. What do you guys want? What's working? What's not working? Um, I'm real sensitive, but I'll, if, if you give me critical feedback, I'll take it. I'll still be a little upset, especially if you have a dumb email address. Like if your email address starts with princess6424, you know, like some stupid thing, then maybe you won't be as credible as an advice giver. Or maybe you are. I don't know. I don't know what my demographic is. I, know, I have no idea. You found me, I found you, we're here, let's party. Anyhow, let me know what you like. You like these solo ones? Some people say they like the solo ones. If you don't like the solo ones, that's uh, okay. I mean, I'll do both. I'll do both for you. Um, I know lately, you know, for, uh, for a while there, we were banging on two episodes a week. Shit's been busy, folks. Um, that's my fault. There's, there's, there's always enough time to do this. But I always procrastinate the podcast because I want it to be amazing. And I'm always like, I need to be in a better mood or better energy, this or that. It's like, look, I'm coming off a three-hour sleep last night. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on this crash diet trying to get in shape for something. I'll talk about that later. And this is the best you're going to get. This is the best of me that you're going to get. I'm on a commute to, my, uh, to a job, so I'm in the car for 45 minutes. Uh, if you can hear things in the background... Uh, hopefully it's not an accident involving me, but if it is, you're going to get it on the audio. You're going to hear it all. And, um, Hey, this is a safe ride. I am looking ahead. I'm not talking on the phone. I'm just talking into a microphone as if you were sitting next to me in Los Angeles or wherever you are. Anyhow, let's get into it. So last week I stopped. Where do we leave off? I just got back from Mexico with Tasha's family, girlfriend's family, uh, West Coast, Mexico, and we had just received notice that we got this big gig that we had auditioned for, and um, I'll talk about the gig in a minute, but so I was excited, I was happy, I was pumped, but we got in at, what, 4 p.m., and I had a stand-up show close to where the airport is, and if you know Los Angeles, it's such a metropolis of a city that it wasn't worth it for me to go home and then come back, you know, several hours later for the show, so I just stayed on the west side. And um, got some coffee, went to a Starbucks, I banged out the, my uh, last episode, but turn the podcast off, here's where we pick off, pick up. So I had, so I, I, I had a kind of like a headache, I was exhausted, like the traveling, you know, you didn't just the traveling beats you down, what are you going to do? So 
I had this little edible, little weed edible in in my car, and it's it's a it's a cookie about the size of it's definitely smaller than a normal standard cookie. It's smaller than a Chips Ahoy cookie. We all know Chips Ahoy. It's like if a Chips Ahoy cookie was the size of a half dollar. Um, this is U.S. currency we're talking here, so a half dollar coin. Anyway, point is, I would normally, if I wanted to get like fucked up out of my world, have a nice sleep see tomorrow, I would eat three quarters of one. Maybe half, definitely not a full one. A full one would lay you to bed for the evening. Uh, so anyway, so I like nibbled. I maybe so like I, I was like I'm not feeling well. I got a stand up show in like two hours, so I could take a little bit of an edible now. Maybe it'll just help like me relax my muscles. Who knows? I'm trying to be a hippie. I'm trying to you know use uh, some of God's gift of cannabis packed into a nice little M&M cookie. You know, your boy loves his sweets. So anyway, I nibble. I nibble. I, I honestly think I only had about one-eighth of the whole cookie. So I was like, I'm in the clear. I'm safe. You guys know where I'm going with this, right? Of course. The problem with edibles is it doesn't hit you until you digest it. So we're talking 90 minutes, two hours. I mean, you're, you don't know. You just don't know how much you're eating until it's too fucking late. Well, luckily, I didn't eat anything more than a, an eighth of it. But because I was on an empty stomach and I traveled all day, I was a little weary. I, I go to my stand-up show, and as surprised as I was, it was a sold-out crowd. It was an awesome lineup, and I was going up somewhere closer to the front of the lineup. I was like, you know, I, I'm one of those guys, if, if you don't know comedy, this might be less about relationships today and more about the insides of comedy. But um, And by the way... I love talking about relationships, but I have a feeling that the name sex actually um, scares some people away. Um, even though it's just a play on words, of course, in the movie Love Actually, it's a Hugh Grant, right? Is it Hugh Grant? No. Is he? Yeah, he's in it, right? Not the fuck do I know. Uh, amazing British actors. Um, it's sex actually, I think, we, I think I'm not, and I'm not weirded out by it, but you forget how conservative some people are. Like, God forbid you see a podcast called Sex Actually on your feed. You might, you might be like, oh, boy, this is, ugh, I don't want to hear. Of, and you just think of, like, fucking penetration nonstop. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you like that? Uh, and some episodes go that way. But for the most part, it's just an exploration of relationships and things like that. So I have no idea what I, what I want to rename this thing. I've been talking to people and saying I want to rename it. I got a message uh, from a lovely listener in um, Vancouver who offered to uh, help with branding, which is so cool. I, I love it when people send us messages, like on Instagram, Sex Actually Pod on Instagram. I, I respond to every single one of them. I love it when you guys message. Anyway, this is going to be an episode full of tangents. So I'm just wondering if I want to change the name of the podcast, maybe brand it something closer to me and let people just figure out. Because in the end, it's like just shit I want to talk about. And today we're talking about an edible I ate at a comedy club. So I'm in the green room. It's a really cool green room. It's um, at this place, Westside Comedy Theater. It's a, it's a small club. You know, it's like a 100-seater. It's uh, the perfect size for stand-up comedy. Perfect size. You don't want anything too big. You know, like, for those, I mean, if you've never been to a stand-up show, comedians, we are nuts when it comes to, like, first of all, making a, making a group of strangers laugh might be one of the hardest things in the world. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I'm just saying it's a fucking art form. It is a muscle and there's a lot of psychology. It's just like podcasts and just like relationships. You got to know the audience. It's like you're fucking the audience. You are fucking them with jokes. 
and it's like, oh, that one didn't work. Oh, try this position. Oh, yeah, you like that? You're doing well? You're doing well? Fucking let's come. That's my time. I've been Dave Neal. Have a good night. And then you get off stage on a laugh. Hopefully, when you have sex, you get off on uh, someone gets off. <laughs> like, hopefully, your girl gets off. I didn't know that in college. I didn't know the women had, didn't orgasm when I did. <laughs> Do you guys know that? You guys know that out there? Women don't necessarily orgasm when the guys do. You know, they say it's a race. I'm finishing first. I'm ahead of my class, if you will. Uh, I am ahead of my class. Uh, Anyway, so there are a lot of things that need to happen in the comedy club for the conditions to be right. Things like the temperature. Like if it is above 75 degrees, it's probably uncomfortably warm. You want to talk about, I mean, I've done shows where it's 88 to 95 to like, you know, you do a show in an attic uh, club, the, the AC's down, you know, the, then, then all of a sudden like, you're like, oh, okay, it's only 80 degrees. Then you pack it with 95 people. All of a sudden it's fucking hot. Guess what? People ain't paying attention when they're hot. They're not. They're trying to adjust their balls. The chicks are trying not to get swamp. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's bothersome. So you need the temperature to be right. I mean, cold, on this air on the side of cold. You want it 70 degrees. If it's 68, it's like, all right, well, like, we'll warm it up with some laughter. You want people on the edge of their seat. You don't want movie theater recliner warmth, which is another thing. You, want, you don't want comfortable seats. You, know, you, want it, you want these people to feel kind of raw. I'm not saying stools, but I'm just saying a, your standard restaurant chair is fine. I did, I did a show once at a place um, that used to be <laughs> uh, the fucking places we do stand-up. I did this at a place, at a comedy club. What was it called? Aces, maybe? It used to be a furniture store. They bought a, they bought a showroom, a furniture showroom, which was cool. It was a cool, it was a cool place. But the, the first, like, 20 seats, like, so, like, the first arch of seats, like the VIP seats, the front row seats, were all lazy boy recliners. It's like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. First of all, I don't want to feel like a jester, like I'm here to make you laugh. I know you're thinking, oh, that's what, you do, that's what stand-up's for. Laughter's a byproduct. I want to be real. I want to connect. I want to be honest. But I want to, like, say my shit, get off stage. You're going to laugh if you like me. Uh, or if you just, or if I sold it, you're going to laugh. But the second someone's got their feet on the stage, kicking up, leaning back, getting too comfy, it's like, bro, I'm not your fucking court jester here. Like, I'm a human being, too. It's a little disrespectful. That's why comics aren't supposed to wear um, shorts on stage. It's disrespectful to the audience, and, you know. Then that's a new thing. Some some people are changing, but like, yeah, we got a lot of yeah, a lot of like uh, unwritten rules to it all. But anyway, I had to do a show with people literally reclined in lazy boys. It, even if they're liking the show, they ain't gonna really be into it if they're reclined in a lazy boy. They're getting their fucking lumbar support. Their feet are kind of, you know what I mean? Like, no, they're comfy. They're mailing it in. No, you want an audience full of first dates. You want them to be, like, laughing and, and impressing their girlfriends and ordering drinks. and You know what I mean? Anyway, um, what's the point of that? So you need a lot. A lot of things have to happen right for the set to go well. With all that aside, you got to bring your act. You got to be funny, of course. Sometimes you got it. Sometimes you don't. I like to think where I am in stand-up, it's more... More good sets than bad, but it's also it's also um, bad form to like say you do well because chances are there's a lot of comics that are doing better that go uh, pipe down, son. You have a lot to learn. So I know I got a lot to learn, but things are going well. Things are going well. We're having fun out there. Uh, some of you guys have seen a stand-up show, so I, I appreciate the support. 
you guys come out there. It's, it's fucking amazing that, you know, people listen to this and go, hey, I'll go see that guy live. Appreciate it. Which, by the way, if you see my act, 90% of my material is just me making fun of my relationship with Tasha. <laughs> like, it's basically just a more punched up version of this podcast. But, um, yeah, that's what we talk about. Talk about what we love. And uh, I, uh, so I, uh, anyway, so comics always want the sweet spot in the lineup. It, you, you don't, you don't want to go up too early or too late. Most shows aren't your traditional headliner shows where it's just like the guy doing the hour, the opener, and the middle. Uh, most shows are showcase shows where it's like, you know, eight comics all doing 10 minutes or something like that. And the real sweet spot's usually going like fourth or fifth. Get up, right, get up before people are tired, before they're paying their bills, before they realized, you know, they got, they got work the next day, and all, before they're fucking fast asleep in their recliners. You know, you got to get them early. So comics are always fighting for like which spot they're going to take and this and that and anyway long 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 story short or long story long is that uh, you know i was like i'll i'll take the bullet i'll go i didn't go up first i think i went up second so i was like i'll take the bullet but i'm also what like thinking maybe i'll go on stage before this weed kicks in <laughs> and i get on stage and and right 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 as i get on stage it hits me uh the monitors weren't working for the microphone so so the audience could hear me but i didn't have that kickback monitor i used to always wonder you ever, you ever see like a singer perform live and they rip the little earpiece out or like it's not working and you, or like or like they're even like they're they're not hitting the notes because they can't hear themselves it's like first of all that's a real thing i'm not trying to hit notes i'm just trying to hear myself but the edible's kicking in i can't the monitor isn't working so i can't even hear if the microphone's on it was the most bizarre and then like halfway in like the ever it felt like the audience was all laughing at the weird parts not the actual punchlines. and i'm like i'm so in my head i'm like am i bombing do i care what's life about i just booked this awesome job with tasha who the fuck cares and then like halfway through i just told the audience I was like guys i'm fucking high <laughs> it's amazing what tensions can be cut when you just state the obvious and i think that's a thing for relationships too if if um I'm not saying like you don't want to sabotage someone, but like if I'm if I'm in a good mood and the lady's not and something's going on, it's like you know maybe maybe a, maybe for a minute or two you, you ignore it, you try to perk her up with just some good jokes or whatever. But eventually you got to go. All right, what's up? What's happening? And that's how it is in stand up with the audience. If they if they aren't laughing where they're supposed to laugh, and you've done stand up for years and you know where the jokes are, uh, you go hey. Guys, what's up? I'm fucking high. Am I am I okay? Am I doing all right? I don't know. But uh, anyway, I do I do this joke about uh, I do I, I was doing this joke about getting ghosted on, and um, when I lived in New York, a girl ghosted on me, and I get off stage, you know, and then I mean I, I just got progressively more high. I, I I got laughs, but it just it it wasn't exactly how I wanted the set to go. But at the same time, I was like, you know, there's something about being high and sometimes being drunk. Like I like to, and, and excuse me, don't get me wrong. I do probably ninety nine percent of my sets completely sober. I'm not one of those like needs needs a thing to get on stage. Uh, but uh, in this case, I was like, yeah, let's fucking take a little edge off. And it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool being detached from needing the audience to really like me. Like I was able to be high, sit in the emotion of just like who I was on stage. And I'll tell you what. You know, when you look at good comedians, it's 
It's like if you're in the dating world, if you're a single, if you're a single guy listening to this, take all the advice I'm giving from my life as a comedian and apply it to the dating world. Seriously, don't bring a microphone to the bar, uh, or do I don't know trivia night. But it's it's amazing how much society, like this tribal innate sense that we have, how we feel each other's vibes. If you're a comedian on stage, and you're doing, and you're a pro. And you have that amazing stage presence where you're just you're just cemented into the ground. You're gripping that mic and you point to the audience and tell them how the fuck it is. If you have that, and if you have that that salesmanship to really tell them, and they trust you because you're the guy with the mic, uh, the audience they just believe you. They want they like okay, this is the guy. Like he's the alpha right now. He's in charge. I'm not. You know, like, if a heckler tries to bother you, you sit him the fuck down. I have the gavel. You know what I mean? You control the room for that moment. And what's amazing, like, comics that have done, like, a late night set, they always say, like, if you did, like, uh, you know, you did Letterman, right, back in the day, you know, for four and a half minutes, you're doing a short four and a half minute set, but for four and a half minutes, the whole country that is tuned into CBS is listening to nothing but you talk. And that is more rare than anything on TV, is that the camera is not moving, it is on you, and that's what stand-up is. It's like, it is me, you are listening to, we are in this together, and you're so in the moment, no one's on their cell phones, it's the most present feeling in the world being on stage. That's why sometimes I can't tell if I've done a 10-minute set or a 25-minute set. When When you're in the zone, and it's just like in a relationship where you meet a girl. Oh my God. You're like, you're not worried about the other shit. You're not looking for messages on your phone. You're in the moment. And, and sometimes, guys, we lose that. Especially in relationships you've been in for a long time. I mean, I, Tasha and I have DFT, device-free time. Because we'll just like mail it in, throw on you know a Game of Thrones, and then be checking our phone during the slow parts. And it's like, what are we doing? That, that's for the shitter. Check your phone and the shitter. You know, like, uh, there, there's, um, there's an, it, it's just like we've lost, um, we've lost that charm in society, that present eye contact. I, uh, I grew up, no father, when I was younger, mom remarried, and, and uh, I had uncles that I think took it upon themselves to beat the shit out of me. No, <laughs> that took it upon themselves to really, like, help father me. And I had, I had an uncle Chris, and he wasn't always there because he didn't live he didn't live nearby. But I saw, I remember seeing him once. I was nine years old, and I'll never I'll never forget the moment he looked at me with these like piercing icy blue eyes, and he's and he looked at me and he goes, "I'm gonna teach you how to shake somebody's hand," and he and I was a, I was timid I was fuck you know he he showed me how to, you know not squeeze it to death but just a just a sturdy you know just a, a, it's just like a confident thing. And he, and, he, and he taught me this eye contact thing. And, you know, you're not trying to, like, stare at somebody without blinking. But the, the, uh, the art of eye contact, the art of bonding with somebody, uh, facing them, being present, not having your arms crossed, all these little things can really show the other person that you care what they have to say. And, unfortunately, what happens with relationships and also stand-up is we get too excited. And excitement is good, but we kind of sabotage um, as a young comic, uh, oh my gosh, my first set ever was, was miserable. I mean, I thought it was good, but in hindsight, cringeworthy. I took about 10 minutes worth of material and I did it in five. I didn't breathe. And it's one thing now for me not to breathe because I'm just like rambling in traffic, but 
with an audience there, you have to breathe and pace and let them get it. You're fucking. You're fucking. You're not trying to, you can't jackhammer. You're going to come. It's not going to be fun for anybody. You got to work it. You got to go slow. You got to let them get the innuendo. You got to let them get the punchline. Live in the silence. And in, in conversations, especially if I meet a girl, I'm excited. I had a fucking rock star beforehand. I had a fucking sugar-free Red Bull. I'm all jazzed up. I'm like, yeah, we're going to go after it. Bro, you're not running a sprint. This ain't the 100-meter dash. You got you to, gotta like, you got to show this girl that you're not one of the crazy ones, you know, that her last boyfriend was or this or that. I mean, they don't know. They, it's first impressions we're talking about. So first impressions, it's all about listening, asking questions that further whatever they're talking about, being interested. And it's like, it's cliche. Oh, I'm going to be interesting. And the girlfriend's, you know, she loves cats. I got to fucking talk about cats. Well, just, just amp it. If you're interested in her, you'll be interested in what she believes and stands for. And, um, and that's important. And that's important because, you know, we don't give each other that, that uh, it, you know, in today's world it's rushed. We don't give each other that time to really expand our thoughts and really uh, engage in that, in that uh, interview process. And that's all dating is, guys. It's an interview process. And then all of a sudden you're, you're, um, you're asking a girl, oh, you like to travel? Where have you been? She's like, oh, I've been here and I've been there, but I really want to go to India. Oh, really? I don't know much about India. What? Like all you see, oh, no, no, no. You don't. It's amazing. There's, yeah, the mountains in the north and we have this and, oh, it's great. And then all of a sudden she's squared up to you and she's playing with her hair and she's like, yeah, I, I could live on a, and then, and then you go, okay, well, and then you throw in a, would you rather, would you rather live on a, on a boat for the rest of your life, but it's only like a small boat, but you get to travel the world? Or would you rather live in a mansion, but you can never leave that town? And then she goes, oh, my gosh. And you're fucking bunny. We're having fun, right? You guys are listening. Am I going to fuck you, audience members? I'm fucking you. I'm painting the picture. And I don't know what I'm talking about. But if you're, if you're looking for like, hey, how do I talk to girls? Look, the, the key to talking to women is don't talk as much as them. Let them go. Be mysterious. Look, and trust me on this one, if you find the right one, you're going to run out of stories anyway. You're going to run out of stuff. I got nothing. I have nothing left to say to my lady. <laughs> it is very rare that I'm like, hey, uh, you ever heard this one? And she's, no, she's not. I haven't heard that 17 times. So it's, uh, anyway, you know, like uh, maybe, maybe what I need to do is, is talk more about uh, the ways that my life and stand-up and all that kind of can help people meet and mingle and ice break and things like that. And I, and I was given this advice. You know, no, listen, nobody likes being rejected. Nobody. I've been rejected. I've, yeah, you know how many times I've been at the club, the bar, whatever, and you try to talk to a girl and her friend does this like thing. I'm doing the, I'm miming where she takes her hand and she pretends to cut off her throat and she's saying, no, don't go after this guy. You know how many times I've talked to a girl and I've like looked to the side and seen her friend be like, oh, get out of this. And it's like, what do you, are they rejecting me? Do they know who I am? No, you don't know what their deal is. Maybe they've all made a pact that they're not going to talk to guys tonight. Because fuck it, Becky's got a heart broken. Like, who knows? But what I, what I was told, and this is great, I think, it, for, for, for all of us to remember is, look, you're not being rejected, but your approach is being rejected. You might have uh, tapped a girl on the shoulder from behind. And you know what? Maybe she was robbed. Or, you know, you don't know what fucking you know maybe she's had dudes like grab her like taylor swifter in the butt and didn't know and you know who knows so you need to approach in a way that's like like trying to like catch a stray cat right 
You're just trying to creep up to that pussy. That's how you're trying to do. But I don't mean this in a deceitful, like, oh, you got a manipulator. You just got to get yourself to the best playing field you can to broadcast why you're a good guy. Why you're a good guy. And ladies, give a guy a chance. You got to give a guy's chances. They're not all great at talking. Astra- no, public speaking is the greatest fear in the world. It is. No one wants to, like, and then it's like, it's like jumping off, it's like cliff jumping, which I'll be doing in Mexico in one week. It's like, unless you jump off the cliff right away, you're going to be scared to do it. You're going to look over the edge. You're going to put your toes over. You're going to think of the 99 ways you could kill yourself. I'm not, yeah, the fall's not going to break me, but if I break a leg, I'm going to land on a, you know, if I dive in, I might land on a fucking turtle or some shit like that. My ankle's going to be broken. I'll wash your shoulder. I'm dead. And that's how it is with talking to people. You got to do the three-second rule. You got that, folks? You got that, ladies? The three-second rule. You see someone, you make eye contact, you get your ass over there. Three seconds. Don't play this, uh, wait, and I'll tell them close. No, no. You can order, you walk on, hey, what's going on? Oh, geez, I thought I knew you. You look like this girl I used to play co-ed volleyball with. Oh, my bad. You looked at me, we made eye contact, and I was like, I, you ever meet someone and you think you know them? Or you ever meet someone? Like, look, Morgan, I came up to you because if it's if it wasn't, I'd rather it be, like, I'd rather be wrong like I am now and I don't know you at all than make eye contact and then not say hi and then tomorrow I get a message from you saying, you're a dick, you didn't say hi to me. So anyway, you're not who I thought you were. My name's Dave. How are you? What are you drinking? What's going on? You like India? <laughs> you like boats? You like to travel? I, I, am I giving you guys gold or what? Write into me, sexactuallypod, uh, at gmail.com or slide into my DMs, sexactuallypod on Instagram. Uh, am I making any sense? I think these are. I think this is gold. I'm telling you guys. Of course, like this isn't stuff to do at the library. But look, if you go to a bar, look. I mean, come on. Everyone there is probably single or supporting a single friend. I mean, you go to the bar because you're looking. You know, you know, guys are looking to bring chicks home that night. Girls are looking not to. So meet a girl, play it cool, get her number. Maybe you kiss when the lights turn on. Maybe, uh, maybe you don't. Who knows? Then, you, then it's a whole other thing. Texting game, all that shit. But the point is, is you got to get over the fear. And like on stage, that's, what, that's when you become really good at what you do. On stage is when you get over the fear. The fear of rejection, the fear of failure, the fear of not being liked. All the little fears that don't matter. Because you're the one on stage. And this is your world. This is your life. You're the one at the bar. You're walking into the bar with a smile. You don't care if they want to talk to you or not. You're going to attract the positive shit that you are, not the negative. You don't want some chick who's like, you just don't need that. So be a positive person. Get that frequency as high as you fucking can, which, by the way, I am I am putting nothing but really good food into my body right now. I I had pizza two days ago, but the last 48 hours. Uh, I had a Jack, I had a Jameson and Ginger t- too. But look, mo- for the most part, I've I've improved my diet. Tasha and I got. Oh shit! I didn't even finish that story. Oh, you guys are gonna kill me. Sorry. Buckle up. Let me finish the story. So I go on. So I get off stage high as fuck, and I'm like, all right, whatever. That was cool. I was like, I think it was good. I, you know, I don't know. I'm not gonna listen to the recording of it. And uh, and then after the show, you know, a couple people, hey, good set. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool, whatever. Um. And then a comic comes up to me and he goes, dude, I got you a job. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, my manager's here. And by the way, this is, this is, wa- this is the best case scenario in Los Angeles is that someone from the quote-unquote industry sees you. He goes, 
my manager's here, and you did that joke about getting ghosted on, and they're producing a show called Ghost uh, for a net, for a, for like a social media network, and it's paid, and they want you to tell your story. And I was like, oh, fucking cool, right? Isn't that cool that like, three, like four, four, maybe five years ago at this point, I get ghosted on. I cried. I cried a little bit. It was sad. It sucked. It sucked for a little bit. You know, you don't get that closure. You get all that shit. And then I turn it into a story that's fun. I make, I pull out the fun in it, right? The whole point of the story is that, and this truly happened. I got ghosted on, and I never heard from the girl again. And then recently, I get an email from the same girl, which I call a haunting. And I didn't know what it was about. And I opened the email. And I was kind of cocky. I was like, oh, yeah, she's going to, you know, she wants to connect. She wants to apologize, all these things. I opened the email, and it said, it said, Katie would like you to join her LinkedIn network. <laughs> I got spammed. That's all it was. I got ghost spammed. I was like, Is that, that's, that's still, that's, that's, I mean, I, hey, at least I know she's alive or her a Gmail account is at least. I don't know. But anyway, we'll see if I shoot that thing. I'll let you guys know. I don't know if I'm going to get it or not, but yeah, it pays well. It's a day's shoot. I was like, I'll tell my story online. Um, anyway, so, so it just goes to show. Like, I was like, I was like oh, I was tripping balls on stage. Hi, wondering if I'm being loved, chilling out, not really caring actually. It was like funny that at the, at that moment, someone in the audience is like, "Oh, we could hire this guy." <laughs> oh, the fucking shit we do. Anyway, back to the thing I've been teasing. Tasha and I booked an amazing campaign. No, we're not on Bachelor in Paradise. We're probably getting paid more than them though. We um. We auditioned for something. I think we talked about this already. We auditioned for something as a couple. So we had to go into the audition as a couple. And, and you know, they're asking us like questions like if you get the if you get the part, are you okay swimming with whale sharks? And we're like, Fuck yeah, of course. And you know, you just say all this shit, like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. can you hang glide? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, I can do that. And then you get and then you get the role and you're like, Oh boy. Uh, I'm gonna Google whale sharks. Do they eat people? <laughs> um Google whale shark fails and then just see if I want to take the role. And they asked us all these questions like, are you comfortable swimming, holding your breath underwater for long periods of time? Yeah, 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 yeah. No worries, whatever. And then, all right, your passport's up to date. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, then, and then anyway, we, uh, you know, after, after the audition, we get a call back a couple of days later and they go, hey, you know, would, would you be willing to cut your hair and shave for this role? And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. You know, and well, we'll negotiate the rest later. And then they're like, um, what else did they ask? They're like, you available these days? We're like, oh shit, this is getting serious. They're like, you know, they're around the table looking at us. They might book us for this thing. And then as we got back from Mexico last episode, at LAX, I'm charging my phone on one side of the w- the window. Like I'm inside charging my phone and she's outside waiting for the lift. And uh, she looks at me and gives me a huge thumbs up. She's on the phone. Fuck it. We got it. We got the part. It's great. Now it's not, I'm not bragging because it's not like a, this, this isn't anything good for my career, but what it is, and I won't, I won't use all the specifics till we shoot it, but uh, we got the flights booked. Um, we get to go to the Caribbean for a full week, uh, completely paid for, not just paid for, we're being paid to do this, to stay at a, at a resort and do a print campaign for a major company, which I won't say, but uh, this company, you know, you know who they are but I'm not going to say. And um, we get to do, we get to shoot all the excursions for their print campaign. So like when you, when you, when you, you know, when they send someone a brochure or their website, whatever it is, you'll, you'll see these 
epic photos of us swimming with whale sharks, uh, diving down cenotes, going through these tropical uh, Mayan ruins uh, in our on our mountain bikes, paddle boarding through a through a little river. Like it is gonna be fucking amazing. I am so grateful for this. And don't get me wrong, we I've auditioned for a ton of shit in my day. And hey, when the yeses come, they come quick and easy. And um, I think in life we just have to envision all the yeses, all the things that we're right for. It's not like rocket science, this thing, but maybe I got the part. You know, you know what I think it is that we got it. Of course, it's probably because Tasha's gorgeous and she's a, you know, she's she's great on. I mean, she explodes on camera. I mean, yeah, I don't know if you've seen her her uh, modeling photos, but I am a lucky man, and she's a, and she's as equally a good person, and that's that's what's most important is that she's a good person, because the looks go away, folks. We're gonna be old fucking sacks of shit doing this podcast. Can you imagine that episode seventeen thousand? Natasha, she's got stool softeners. What am I talking about? Anyway, so uh, <laughs> this episode sponsored by stool softeners. Um, what if I name that? What if I name this episode stool softener? Would you uh, would you uh, give us a gander? I think I'm gonna name it. What am I gonna name this one? I don't have a. Na- I always forget after the episode's over what I want to name it. Maybe I'll name it um, edible arrangements. That's a good one. Edible arrangements. Just getting high on stage. Hold on, I'm going to take a sip of my uh, C4 energy drink. Uh, boy, I'm almost where I need to go. Time flies when I'm talking to you folks. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. Me? You. Right. Okay. Anyway, so at the audition, I had like some bits ready. It was so funny because right before the right we were waiting in the audition and they didn't have like a wa- they didn't have like bottled water or um or just like a bubbler. That's what I, that's a, my Rhode Island term. We call it a bubbler. Uh, they didn't have um, what the fuck's it called? The uh, a water fountain. So I had to go buy a uh, I had to go buy a La Croix, uh carbonated water, which I love by the way. And I'm drinking it, and then uh, I forget it was next. It was sitting between Tasha and I in the um, the waiting room, and she's she's on edge, and you know who I mean you know these things you're kind of like waiting to go in and being judged and you want to look perfect so I so I like lean into her and I accidentally spilt the water everywhere <laughs> it's water but it's like carbonated water it's foaming and all this shit and she's like looking at me like I want to fucking bury you <laughs> she was just so embarrassed by me and it's like dude what are you gonna do <laughs> like it was kind of a cool moment actually that we had because it was like all right you know what I mean like you know we just it's like what do we what do we tense about we're going in for this amazing um we're going in for this amazing uh sorry someone was waving to me uh an amazing uh audition you know you want to be as relaxed as possible and it's again related back to relationships you want to be as relaxed as possible you you get rigor mortis you get all like oh like i want to show off my best self and i want to look good and have good posture and this and you just turn into a fucking robot like what makes you a freak let it fly what makes you what makes you unique don't boil yourself down into somebody else because you're only going to be a watered-down version of them. You're you, I'm me, we're us. Let's live in it, right? Let's just be fucking creepy. Let's be ourselves. So uh, she's, uh, we're about to go into the audition and uh, she Googles, what do whale sharks eat? <laughs> I just, I was like, I'm using this. So we go, we go, into, the, we go into the casting and they put us on tape and, uh, and, and all they're looking to do is make sure... We got static here. What the fuck? Can you hear that? 
All they're looking to do is make sure we're cool people. They liked our photos. They just want to make sure, look, we're going to spend a week with these folks. Let's make sure that they're uh, not assholes. No one wants to work with assholes. So, um, you know, in the audition, they're like, oh, yeah, are you comfortable comfortable swimming with whale sharks? And I was like, we are now. Tasha just Googled it. We're all set. We'll swim with whale sharks. Uh, I don't know. Hold on one second. I got to pause this thing real quick. How do I... How do I hit the pause button? Is it this one? Okay, I'm back. Sorry, I lost you for a second. I had to respond to an email. Uh, anyhow, so I get it. What, what, the, what the hell was it? Anyway, we go to the audition. They liked us. They ended up booking us. Fantastic. It was amazing. I mean, so yesterday we had to go to the fitting. Uh, that this, this has been a week now. We went to the fitting. We're booked on our flights. We got to meet the other couples we're going to be hanging out with all week. I mean, just a dream come true. I mean, a real chance to just, like, pump the brakes, cash a good check, just like remember, like just things things are happening in the right direction. It's not stand up related. Will I will I get a bit out of it? Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know. I don't think you swim with whale sharks and not talk about it. Uh, I mean, I dated one in college. <laughs> she was a whale shark. Um, hey, now, folks, that's not a blowhole. Um, what are we talking about? So I got to get out of here in a second. But uh, I love you guys so much, and uh, I'll finish this story. So I. Um, I've been trying to eat healthy. I'm like, I got five pounds. I got to lose a few pounds. They got to see me. You know what I mean? Like they, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in okay. I'm in okay. 32 year old dad bod shape, but I'm not in cover of a magazine shape. Like I'm not there. I never have been. That's not my style. But, um, I was like, I, I guess for a week I cannot eat horribly. So I made myself a salad and I made two hard boiled eggs and I uh, I put some pepper on it, blah, blah, blah. I put it in a Tupperware. And then, you know, I like to do shit in my car while I'm driving. So I had the salad. I was late from I was late from the fitting for this gig to a show in San Diego at rush hour. I had to get from L.A. to San Diego in two and a half hours, and it's about a three-hour ride. So I was fast and the furious Toyota Corolla style, just <laughs> trying to get there. And I had my uh, salad and, and shit in, the, in, in my crotch area. And um, I had to hit the brakes, folks. I had to hit the brakes a little bit, not just the light brakes. But boy, that Tupperware, that Tupperware is uh, slick. Slid right out. Next thing you know, I got salad all over my feet, and I got two eggs kind of squishing around underneath my uh, brake pedal. I picked up what I could. Luckily, most of it hit the the mat, so I was able to just dump it. But these hard-boiled eggs had more dirt on them. It's like, and I know what you're thinking, Dave. Come on, you didn't eat it, did you? Well, yes, but the first one I tried to wipe off, but eggs aren't really slick. It's not like it's a granite countertop. Like, you try to wipe an egg off, it kind of like, whatever you're wiping off just sticks into the egg more. So I was conscious that there was some, you know, it wasn't like there was any hair. Like, I got all the big hair off, but there was still like fuzz and just like car car dust. on the egg, and I ate it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking just put this down. I'm going to eat it. And then the second egg, I got out of the car, and I had a lime, I had a, uh, another carbonated water, uh, with a, like lime-infused carbonated water. So I rinsed off the other egg with this, and I'm sure someone walked by like, the fuck is he marinating that egg <laughs> in carbonated water? But uh, I'll tell you what. I might be onto something. The lime-infused carbonated water... Uh, that I showered over the egg tasted pretty good. It was a good little um, lime egg that I had there. Um, speaking of edibles, 
It was an egg. Anyway, I made it to my show on time. It was amazing. I um I was I was doing crowd work with the audience and I there was a couple there as old people and I was like you know what when, when, no matter what questions you ask old people it always comes off fucking adorable so I was like all right how long have you guys been together for they said thirty five years amazing amazing I was like how'd you guys meet roller skating I was like that is a fucking Nicholas Sparks movie <laughs> like they met roller skating how adorable is that. You know, I was like, I was like, is that a dating app? I don't know. Roller skating. Is that like Tinder? How does that work? You skate to one direction. That's a swipe. Yes. But it's just, it's just, uh, it makes you, it makes you wonder with where we're at. I just got hit up by, uh, by a dude who uh, has a new dating app and he wants to be on the podcast. It's for geeks. It's uh, it connects geeks with geeks. And, I, and, I, and that's cool. And I don't even know what that means. Geeks. Like, uh, aren't we all, we're all geek. Uh, being a geek means you're passionate over about something, right? I don't know. But, uh, this is something, I you know, Chase, so I have all these dating sites, Thrinder, Tinder, uh, Binder, Grinder, Slimer, uh, Cumminer, Facialer. Uh, there's all these sites, uh, Shark Whaler, uh, that Shark Whaler would be good. You just try to get them fat finned bitches. Don't fat shame, Dave. I'm talking about whales, uh, shark whales. Um, anyway, I just think it's interesting that like we're so obsessed with using algorithms to find the perfect match. But here, here they are, a couple folks that just met roller skating. So I guess the only advice I have to folks out there is let's pick up some hobbies. You know what I mean? Let's pick up some hobbies. Maybe you love billiards, but like you know, do girls go there? I don't know. You gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta go to the river to get the fish. I guess. That's my point. I don't know if that's a good analogy. <laughs> you got to go. You got to go somewhere. You got to go, maybe not to a club, but, you know, hey, if you're semi-athletic, but, like, don't take it too seriously, join a kickball league. I don't know. You just got to get out there. I mean, if you're really in a rut, you just got to get out there. You and, and, you know, I mean, they have adult camps now, adult summer camps for people. It's like our generation, we're just, like, immune to, like, socializing with strangers. It's not easy. It isn't. I get it. And a lot of comics, you know, like they got to go on stage because they can't. I mean, so many comedians you talk to like can't even talk looking you in the eye in person. But on stage, they're like fucking okay because they have that safe boundary. But, you know, the point is, is that we all have our hangups uh, over interacting with each other. Women do too. Men do. So why don't we just call it out? Call it out. Hey, this is sorry. I'm weird. Okay. No, I'm weird. Ah, this. I was wondering, you know, this matter, you know, call you know, whatever. Truth shall set you free. I don't know. I don't know. Do we end on a high note? Are we doing all right? I got to get out of here. I'm sitting in my car. I've reached my destination. Uh, here's what I'm going to ask for you guys. I want you to follow me on social media if you don't already. Sex Actually Pod on Instagram. My personal Instagram, dneals, D-N-E-A-L-Z. Uh, write into us, sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. Ask questions. You know I'm an open book. I'm talking about you know everything under the sun with my life. So write into us. Let me know what you're up to. Good or bad, I don't care if you live in a happy, boring, 10-year marriage, whatever, divorce, uh, whatever it is that's on your mind that you want to talk about, just share it if you want. I mean, I love that 95% of the people that write in go, the first thing they go is, man, I don't normally do this, but I, you know, this feels kind of weird talking to a stranger. Hey, listen, folks, we ain't strangers at this point. We're friends. We've done this for too long. Sure, it's a little one-sided. That's why I like to hear from you guys. I feel like a creep. I feel like I'm giving this confessional to an audience and I ain't getting anything back. 
But you guys have been great. You're giving, you're giving feedback, and I appreciate that. So leave a note. Leave a comment. Maybe I'll post. Oh, I took a photo of the eggs on the ground. So maybe I'll post that on Sex Actually page. Go to Sex. That's, I'm going to do that right now. Go to Sex Actually pod at in, on Instagram and go see the photo of the salad. Because, look, when you accidentally dump this hard work that you put together to eat healthy, that's God saying, you know what? Go to fucking Taco Bell. It ain't for you. Six packs ain't for you. Anyway, you guys have been fantastic. I will see you next week. Everyone have a good weekend. Go talk to somebody you have a crush on. Be an idiot. Make eye contact. Three-second rule. Go talk to them. Don't approach from behind. Smile when you walk into a bar. I don't know. Set yourself up. Be the best version of yourself. Laugh. Laugh out loud. Laugh about something. Get in the way. Make yourself, make a girl have to walk next to you at the bar. Go to the bar stand there. Don't sit in a booth where no one's going to talk to you. Get in a high trafficked area and make yourself be put in a situation that'll spark that first chat. Okay? Go for it. I can't wait to hear how it goes. Send me the evidence. Send me a photo of you two nude on a bed. I'd love to see a photo. That's it. That's how the episode goes. I talk to you until you get laid. I'm going to walk you. I'm like customer service for your dick or your vagina. I'm like, well, did you try this for, okay, you've tried that. Well, that leads us to level two. Did you put, okay. Anyway, I'm rambling. I'm a rambling man. Uh, Have a good one, folks. I care about you. I hope you're doing well. And, um, oh, let's leave this for the next time. I had this good idea that, uh, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I want to do it with Tasha on the podcast. We're going to write our mom's thank you notes. You know, Tasha's family was just staying with us. And I was like, you should write your mom a note. And I was like, you know what? I should write my mom a note. Let's write our mom's thank you notes and we'll be specific. We'll thank them for specific things and it'll be simple and it'll be heartfelt and it'll be short and then we're going to send it to them. And I want to, I want to, I want you guys to do that with me too. I want to, I want to our quote, quote unquote mothers. That might be your dad. Uh, it might be your aunt, your uncle, your sister, whoever it is, your grandmother, you know, whatever it is. Let's send some thank you notes to people. Uh, I think in today's world, the, um, you know, we can't solve everything right away, but what we can do is we can spread some love and some gratitude. And I think that'll, I think that spreads like wildfire more than destruction and hate. So let's keep on sharing that love, uh, by the guy next to you, Starbucks, especially if it's me, I'm in Santa Monica folks. Uh, love you all. Catch you soon. Bye.